Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. with us, Apostle Eric Warren, and he's just getting uh, mic'd up and everything. So we are really glad to have him in the studio with us. In Matthew 5, Jesus declares that we are the salt of the earth. If you are a believer, that declaration is over your life as well. There are many things that he has uh, placed upon us as believers, that we are to be representatives, ambassadors of God in the earth, the salt of the earth, the light of the world. And he says in Matthew 5.13, he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its flavor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. He said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. It's just kind of like if you have a light in a room, you don't put the light under the bed. The light is there to give light, to illuminate that which is dark. So you normally, if you think about it in a room, the light is at the ceiling. The light is in some prominent place so that it could illuminate the darkness in that room. And so it is that we, representatives of Christ in the earth, are the light of the earth, and he doesn't want us hiding our light under a bushel or putting our, or putting our light somewhere where it would be of use, no use to, to anyone. Uh, and the same with the salt. The salt is there to preserve and, and to add influence and flavor to things, to preserve the gospel in the earth from corruption and evil. And if we are not doing that in the earth, he says, what are we good for? That's you know, right. there used to be a song that says, what is it good for? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> that wasn't a Christian was song. Jesus song. No, 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 no. I War. That's what it was. it was. War. What is it good for? Oh, Absolutely. oh, yeah. I, I didn't remember what it was asking about, but I remember <laughs> not saying, what is it good for? You remember Absolutely. that, don't you, Apostle? I just remember that. that. Yeah, that, that song. But you know what? And we're coming to a, a time, we're not coming, but we're now in this time where we have to be that influence in the earth. If we're really, the earth is being saved because we are in the earth. We're Preserve. preserving it because we are here. And so we have to be that salt of the earth. We have to be that influence that changed the culture. We cannot allow any longer for the culture to invade and change us. We have to begin to stand up and say, no, this is the way of the Lord. And not only say it, but we have to have to live it. I mean, holiness is still right. Righteousness is still uh, the standard. And we have to go along with what God says to go along with. And, and I'm so 
grateful of that because I really believe that God is calling people. We say the remnant, and I believe that, that he's calling people out of their, their comfort zone, out of their complacency, and he's beginning to stir up your heart to see some things that are happening in the earth. And you remember the word that the Lord spoke to you years ago when he spoke to you and said he was going to use you in a particular area, and maybe you have forgotten it, have forgotten about it. But I believe God right now is going to stir that word back up into your spirit that you're going to begin to stand. You are supposed to be the salt of the earth. You're supposed to be the one that influenced and not to be influenced. So we're just grateful today that we're going to be talking about that. Amen. So our special guest, we are really excited to have Apostle uh, Eric Warren in the studio. So Apostle, tell us about yourself. Yes, um, I'm the senior elder of Equipper City Church. Hmm. Uh, it's an apostolic resource center. We call it Equipper City Church Apostolic Resource Center, Equippers, Equippers for short. I've been uh, ministering here in the city of Columbus and senior pastor, senior elder, and now a function primarily in apostolic call for, oh, better than the last 20, 25 years. We are, as our name indicates, an equipping church. Yeah. And my assignment particularly is to equip the saints, not just for the work of the ministry, but the full range of the holistic dimension of what God has called us to do. The ultimate objective is to produce mature saints to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And, And so a lot of what we do in our community is we train and develop and equip people to uh, bring them to a place of maturity so that they are not ones who are always looking to be fed, Mm. but they, in fact, are ones who are feeding the community, the world, the nations of the earth. Excellent. You know, we we feed people, they get fat, and then what do they do? You know, there's something God has upon each and every one of our lives as believers, and so how do you prepare them, not just prepare them, but then what do they do once they're prepared? So I think that's a a wonderful, wonderful concept, and to be able to do that and to know that that's what, you know, that that's what your calling is as an apostle. That's that's wonderful. Where's your church located? 6954 Americana Parkway in Mm -hmm. Reynoldsburg which is off of Tussing between 256 and Bryce Road. Okay. And what time are your services? 10 a.m. on Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Apostle, I, I, reading uh, your webpage, mm-hmm. reading the classes that you offer, and I'm telling you, I was just so impressed. We are created by God for to fulfill a purpose. For otherwise, we're just going to church and singing mm-hmm. and praising mm-hmm. the Lord, and that's it. When I read this, the Bodybuilders program, oh, okay. I, I was really impressed with it because I don't want to go too fast, but I liked what you were saying about you know, we teach people to be in the sanctuaries, but not to be in the marketplace. Correct. And mm. you talked about the kings and the priests, yes. the roles and responsibilities. So I'm excited. I want to hear more about that, how it functions and stuff. Yeah. Um, The the Bible says in um, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 that we are a chosen generation. Right. We are a royal priesthood. The word royal priesthood um, in several translations is translated king's priest. Yes. We're king's priest. And uh, the Bible calls us kings and priests in Revelations, I think, three or four times. What we have failed to do in the body of Christ, and and by the way, this is not just a New Testament concept. This is something that God originally instituted in the Old Testament. Uh, He wanted a kingdom of priests, he said. And and so uh, what God 
really has called us to do is not simply be ones who have a connection perpendicular to heaven, uh-huh. but he wants us to have influence and authority on a horizontal plane in the earth. Right. Uh, what we have done in the church primarily is we have taught people and trained people and preached to people that uh, they are to be functional and useful in the sanctuary. In the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And, and so we bring very gifted and talented people and we keep them exclusively tied to the sanctuary. We teach them to function in the sanctuary, to be prophets, to be intercessors, to be ushers, to be, uh, you know, praise team, praise team people, to feed the hungry right. out of the church. Right. What we fail to do is train people how to be kings. And a king functions uh, in authority in a horizontal relationship in the earth. And so uh, what God has called us to do is to be both a king and a priest. King and a priest. Mm. We connect with God in a perpendicular relationship, but we also exercise authority in a horizontal relationship in the earth. And we, uh, most of our believers know how to function in the sanctuary, but they don't know what to do when they leave the sanctuary. That's good. And, and, and so when they leave the sanctuary, they exercise great authority in the sanctuary. They cast out demons. They, they pray and prophesy in the sanctuary. Mm. But when they leave the sanctuary, they don't know what to do in the marketplace. That's so good. when they get on their jobs, oftentimes they get the daylights beat out of them <laughs> uh, by a supervisor who doesn't even know God because they don't know how to exercise their authority in the marketplace. In addition to that, we don't prepare them to function with authority in the marketplace because we think that we need to take all of our gifted and talented people and use them within the church environment of the four walls and instead of recognizing that some people have ministries that are outside of the four walls. And one of the reasons that we are in uh, a dilemma where we are being subjected to so many ungodly things that are going on and we almost feel powerless Mm -hmm. is because we have not prepared people to occupy those places. Absolutely. That's Uh, right. uh, You know, I teach people even in the bodybuilders class, uh, whoever reaches the top of the mountain stakes his flag with his God. Mm -hmm. And Mm. and we need to produce people, teach and train and develop people who can ascend the mountain of education, ascend the mountain of government. We need to train business. people to function in business, train them to function yeah. in politics, so that when they ascend to a place of authority, supervisory, directorship, a governor, a mayor, they plant the flag for their God. Mm. And what we see happening is that other folk are planting the flag for their God. Because they've been trained and equipped to do yes, that. Yes, they have. And we, the church, have not trained and equipped our people mm. to function in those arenas. So it's like they've been, we've been compartmentalized. You, you have the marketplace over here and we're over in the church over here and not realizing that we're supposed to integrate or right. infiltrate. But the world is doing that to us, basically. Absolutely. And that's why it feels like that, you know, even to the topic that we don't have that influence that we're supposed to have because we're not operating properly right. like we should be operating I, I think that is that is good because you know 
and then also I think it also adds to the level of frustration that you have some believers that that wonder why they don't have that fulfillment even in the sanctuary because many gifts are outside are to be used Absolutely. outside of the sanctuary. Absolutely. So when you are trying, it's just like if I take a fish and I wonder why the fish doesn't function on land. He wasn't built to function on land. His gift is in the water. Absolutely. And so and so that's I just this is good stuff because then you wonder well how come some people can't get fulfilled and they're doing this and they're going from place to place and they think something's wrong with the church. Nothing's wrong with the church. Nothing's even wrong with you. You just aren't operating right. in the, the right that's place right. where God has anointed right. and called right. you. Keep Amen. Going. Yeah. So that. that's what our bodybuilders class is all about. Bodybuilders, is that a book? Bodybuilders is being made into a book. That may not be a book yet. It's in progress, but he does have some books because I saw them. So how about you give us your website? Eric Warren okay. Ministries.com okay. and then the church website is EquipperCityChurch.com. Okay. Yeah, and you can order uh, from either site. Our bodybuilders class uh, originally used to be two years. We uh, reduced it and condensed it to uh, one year, a little less than one year. What I do in the bodybuilders class is I bring individuals in, number one, deal with their identity. I help them to understand mm. who they are. That's good. Uh, you can't function any place if you don't know who you are. You Absolutely. have to have an identity. Absolutely. And so we help them to understand who they are. They are required to develop a mission and vision statement for their lives. Oh, that's good. You okay? know, that's what business people do. Absolutely. I'm in business, and that's the first Hello. thing you yeah. do. you got to know what have you been called to do. Yes. What, have, what have you heard God tell you about your life? That's or what good. have others said about you? For instance, a lot of people receive prophetic words, and they don't know what to do with them. Uh. And, and they're trying to figure out. It, it's kind of sad to see somebody who's been in church for 25 years, uh -huh. and they still don't know who they are. Yes, and they're still trying to figure out, what am I supposed to be doing? Where am I supposed to be going? And who am I in this whole economy of the church and Christ and God and the kingdom? And, and so we bring them in and we say, okay, let us help you. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who you are. I'm going to give you the tools to find, find out, out who, who you, who are. you are. Absolutely. Yeah. And then once you find out who you are, then you can begin to um, structure a plan for your life to fulfill the call that God has on you. Absolutely. Whether it's in the sanctuary or in the marketplace. Absolutely. Sometimes there is a spiritual frustration in the people of God. You don't know what to do. And you know you need to be doing something. You know God has something for you to do. For those who are seeking, those who are hungry, trying to find your place, when you don't know what to do, run to God's throne, stand on his truth, surrender your all, and trust that he will guide your steps when I don't know what to do. Though I'll never understand all the mysteries of God, I will trust his perfect plan. God desires for each of us to know what his plans are for our lives. Apostle, let's go back to the word we were talking about. When a person receives a prophetic word, what do you do? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we have many people 
receive uh, prophetic words. The body of Christ loves to receive prophetic words, mm-hmm. as you as you know. Mm-hmm. What they don't know what how to do is once they receive that word, what do they do with it? Whenever anyone receives a prophetic word, the Bible speaks on several occasions about taking that word that you've received, mm-hmm. and you have to first of all have a desire to make your calling and election sure, regardless of what you've been called to do. And once you get focused on that, as in everything in the body of Christ, the first thing you have to do after receiving a prophetic word is begin to pray it through. Mm. And and a lot of times we receive prophetic words and we uh, put that CD over to the side somewhere or uh, we take those notes and jot them down. We get real excited about it, emotionally charged. Mm -hmm. And then six months later we say, well, what happened? That never came to pass. Or two years later you say... Well, what happened? I did. I remember I got that word two years ago. Well, there's a um, there's an, a, a responsibility. Yes. It's just like anything. If you whatever you receive into your hands, you have a responsibility to bring it into manifestation mm. to the best of your ability. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to completely and totally make it happen. Right. But you have to position yourself. Okay. If God says, for instance, somebody gives you a word and they say uh, God's called you to be a pastor. Well, you just can't go sit down uh, on the pew for the next three years okay, and just wait for it to come to pass and somebody just out of the blue just drops something. Wait for somebody yeah. else to say Somebody it. call you and yeah. say, oh, by the way, I got a vacancy at my church. Yeah. No, <laughs> you have to get busy, A, praying that thing about that thing. You have to begin to develop yourself. If you already know that you've, just, you've got a call in your life, now you've got to start getting into the Word. You've got to study the Word. You've got to master uh, your gift, and you've got to begin to prepare yourself for what God has prophetically spoken about you. Amen. All right? And if you don't prepare yourself, even if God dropped it on you three years from now, you wouldn't be ready to receive it anyway. Mm. So, so we have to understand that the principles of bringing things into manifestation are the same whether you receive a prophetic word or whether you say, I'm going to be a doctor, and you, you, if you're going to be a doctor, you've got to go to school. A long time. <laughs> Hello. You, you've, got to, you've got to take the steps necessary to prepare yourself to step into that. And it's the same thing with the prophetic words. No point. That's good, that preparation. So, you know, a lot of times we do want to be overnight wonders. And mm-hmm. everyone that you look at, they had a, they had a time of preparation. If they, if they have any level of success, there was a time of pre- preparation. And in that, some disappointments along the way, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So um, that's, that's good. You said that within your congregation right. you have people that, that have gone through, and I like that name, bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. I, I like that, especially mm-hmm. since I'm trying to work out, right? But you have people that <laughs> it isn't working so well. You have people that have uh, ascended up to uh, good levels in, sure. in outside of the body, you know, the church. So in city governments and stuff and things yeah. like that, because they prepare themselves. And, and then I think also there's an expectation when you when you pre- equip them. There's an expectation that you know sometimes we get timid. I remember hearing this was years ago. I remember hearing a, a saint because that's all we knew was the church inside the four walls, and they said that they missed their opportunity for promotion because, like you just said. As a matter of fact, they were waiting on it to come to them, and right. they were passive and right. timid about it, not aggressive for it. And the people of the world, they go after what they want. They go after and you it. have to, you don't, we don't use the same weaponry. We don't fight with the same method that they fight, but you have to be aggressive and want what you want. A lot of times we sit back and we think it's going to fall in our laps, and mm-hmm. we'll be sitting back for a long, long time. But yeah. I think that's partly why 
there's a sense of frustration because the people of God, it seems like the church at large, not everyone in the church, but the church at large is asleep and we're watching the degradation of society, of the society in America, just the immorality and the degradation. I just wonder as, as an apostle and as a prophet, what your sense is of it, of what we're seeing in our society happening right now, the cult, the cultural decay and where the uh, responsibility of people that are called to be the light and the salt. What is our responsibility mm-hmm. in that? Well, I think you mentioned it earlier, and I don't know if we were on break or um, (laughs) if it's kind of melding together now, but uh, someone mentioned discipleship. Uh, One of the problems we have, and I think you made some mention about um, apathy and and so forth, and um, I I believe that, uh, as you said, God called us to be salt and light. Again, in terms of preparation, you have to be prepared to be salt and light. That section of scripture in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, is the beginning of Jesus taking his disciples through his training school. Okay? Jesus, when he called the 12, he equipped them. He taught them. He took uh, Peter and he said, you used to be a a natural fisherman. I'm going to make you a spiritual fisherman. Uh, I'm going to transition your life from what you used to do in the natural and I'm going to transition you into a spiritual assignment. Okay. Before Peter became a fisherman, fisher of men, he went through Jesus's training school. And that's another class that I do called WIAS, from discipleship to sonship. Hmm. We don't Weos. we don't train people. We we allow people to come into the church, and many of them will just sit there and they hear the same salvation messages over and over. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we have not uh, focused on discipleship. And when you focus on discipleship, you are actually equipping people not only with a salvation message, you're equipping them with a kingdom mindset. Mm -hmm. Our people don't understand the kingdom, first of all. They don't understand how to live in the kingdom of God and then how to express that kingdom into the earth. That's right. And, and, and that's why we have everybody who's ungodly running things. Mm. Absolutely. Because we don't have disciples with the mind of Christ who know how to run things. And unfortunately, so many people go to church and they're entertained. And we have, sure. we have mastered entertainment in church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact... Uh, we feel like if you want to attract a lot of people, mm-hmm. you have to entertain them. You got to bring bring in the best singers. You got to bring in wow. the best, you know, gifted, gifted. orators. Yes, uh, doesn't matter necessarily whether their character is Christ-like. Because what we that's very what, what we're focused on is that's getting them in there uh-huh. and attracting them. But the truth of the matter is, if you are not invoking and implanting the nature of Christ in people. All you're doing is developing people and filling your seats, I, I say it, with sugar highs. Wow. And and they get a, a rush from that sugar. And when they leave. And when they leave, they have no substance. Yes. And, and so then they come back and, and get another sugar that, And they're chasing that they're high again. High. Absolutely. Just like the natural They come back and they get another sugar high. And, and so you have people within the church wow. who have been there for 15, 20 years. They don't know how to pray. Mm. If you ask them to stand up and pray, they freak out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray in front of people. I don't know. That's uh, got to be the prayer basic. team, right? Yeah, that's right. The pr- that's the intercessor's <laughs> job. No, everybody 
supposed to know how to pray. They don't know how to witness to people. They don't know how to go share the gospel. Jesus took his disciples through a training school. He, sure did. That's good. he taught them how to pray. He taught them what to do with their money. He taught them how to prophesy. He taught them how to lay hands on the sick and heal them. He, he taught them all of these things as disciples. And we have not uh, emphasized discipleship in the church. Absolutely. We've just emphasized church membership. So what you're seeing in it, the discipleship, it, when people are coming in and they're singing and they're reading, the pastor's preaching, they're reading the Bible, then the next thing is to do is to really get those individuals focused toward what God would have them to do. Right. Uh, you know, what, what giftings do they have to be able to bless the church, bless the people in the church, and then go out into the world and be kings and priests right. in, in, in the marketplace. And, and I really do think that when I was telling you about a guy that I was talking to just this week about it. He's, he said, he's, he said, he said, I'm spent out. And he says, I'm just setting. And I know I said the same thing and I said, but then God began to start stirring up mm. some things and no longer could I said any longer. Sure. There's so many people that are in that mindset right now that they are frustrated or they're sitting there and they don't know what, which way to turn now, you know. A lot of people are tired. They're fatigued. They're tired. Out, They're said. tired of doing the same thing. The same thing. That's it. Yeah. I, I just, it's, it's, yeah. it's got to be more. It's yeah. got to be more. Yeah. It's got they're, to be they're more. They're spiritually frustrated. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and when you're frustrated for a long period of time, you just get weary. Yeah, that's true. And you just and some people just give up. It, that is something that you do have to fight. And, and sometimes when you are in a place and you become complacent and you start doing the same thing over and over and over again. Over. And then when God does over. speak to you, sometimes it's hard. Then it becomes a mm -hmm. mentality. Yeah. I mean, you have to shed off that old stuff. It Sadly, we are out of time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this this topic, dear Father. We thank you because we know that you're calling us even to more. I heard that in my spirit, dear Father, more, more, more. And so, Father God, we need to be equipped, dear Father God, because, Lord, you're calling us out. You, We pray that you will thrust your people out, that you will thrust out the disciples, dear Father, into the, into the fields because they're already right, white, dear Father. Just as the apostles said, that prophetic word that they will take and read it over again and to bow their knee to you and begin to lift it up as an offering yes, unto you, O Lord, in the name of We thank Apostle Eric Warren for sharing his wisdom with us today. You can find out more about his ministry at www.equipperscitychurch.com and you can join them for service on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. at 6954 Americana Parkway in Reynoldsburg, Ohio, Suite 102. If you are free today at 1 p.m., join me at Gander Mountain Store in West Point Plaza at 5388 West Point Plaza Drive in Columbus, Ohio for a new shooter seminar and safety class. Again, 1 p.m. at Gander Mountain Store in West Point Plaza on the west side, 5388 West Point Plaza Drive. As a certified NRA instructor, I'll be teaching the new shooter seminar and safety class. Thank you for tuning in. 
You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.